0: I am John, Wookiee impersonator and a ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I WANNA MAKE A PODCAST!!! Only two others share this secret. Eric of the Loch Ness and Jacob. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show. So, what do you think? Crazy, huh?
1: Yes. <laughs> I, no, I'm just I'm just sitting here going. If that's true, it will blow people's minds, and they would go like, "No way!" But I think some people might be mad at first. But I'm I'm one of those people that likes that kind of backstory, like. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, my friend, uh, it was either Derek or Daryl. One of them wrote back to me after I sent them the link, and they were like, if that's true, I'm throwing away all my Star Wars stuff. He was already like doing the, I'm done, That can't be <laughs> yeah.
1: That would be, you know, as, as rebellious as <laughs> Kylo Ren is, he could have you know, done the naughty, you know, he could have had a secret thing because the, if you, if you sit there and think about the scene when they dropped her off, they cried, they wouldn't show who's dropping her off. So obviously it's being hidden for a reason because it's a big deal. That's yeah. my first yeah. thought. My second thought is when Han saw her, he smiled and he kept looking at her and there was something there. And when Le- Leia hugged her, so there is something there. Um, I'm not going to take in too much stock on when, um, well, no, wait. When Kylo Ren said, oh, a girl. When they, he felt no, that, see, it. See, I
0: don't, I don't think I, so either, yeah.
1: I don't want to take too stock because no. what, what if, and it wasn't um, a wife or anything of his. What if it was a girl that he got together with and she didn't tell him. She was pregnant and he didn't know.
0: Yeah, I mean that very well could be too. Yeah.
1: There could be um... there could be so many different like when you brought that up there's so many oh what if oh, oh you know I loved all the Skywalker Kenobi other theories but I mean which some of those could be you don't know um but this this would make it like dun 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 you know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, it excited me to think of something that could possibly be because in my mind, I thought Kelleran and um, Ray were the same age. But the fact that they could be about 20 years apart, maybe? No, not 20 years apart. Uh, however many years apart they could be. You know what I mean? It could make sense. Yeah. Well, I guess
0: that's kind of why I was like, at, you know, for a little bit, just sort of going, you know, yeah, like the ages have to make sense. Right. Yeah. Right. From the vision to the today period.
1: Right. Because they show yeah. him going after and he has the helmet and the thing on, but he's clearly tall. He's going yeah. after the the young Jedi's and then they show someone hiding her away and she's little. Yeah. So there is a big age difference. Yeah. You know, my mind at first went, oh, were they twins? No, okay, that was it. Then my mind went, oh, could it have been another child of Han and Leia? But I'm like, no.
0: He would have Probably. known about a baby sister if, exactly. if she was that old
1: when yeah. it happened.
0: When it happened, Yeah.
1: Right. So I'm like, okay, no. And then the Luke idea still floats around I'm like, well, and then anything else is just eh, or is she just some random yeah. awesome person, which also would be – Amazing, you know, um, and any of it I think I would be happy with because it's like the whole who is Ray is just so out there, like everybody wants to know who is she, yeah she's a she's badass is what she is. I'm sorry she she, surpa- she, she surpasses Leia and Amidala and Amadala, like oh
0: yeah, 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 of course and and uh she's getting to be um okay. Yeah, I think it's getting to be that – so no word from the other guys, huh? All right. It's getting to be that Ray's going to turn into, like, maybe the fan favorite over Ahsoka, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because you have – you just think about it. You have her, and when she comes onto the scene, she's collecting all these pretty. She's surviving. She lives in this – ship and she's amazing the things that she has what she's tinkered with just took me back to little Anakin Skywalker like how he tinkered how he built C-3PO how he built his pod racer um it took me back to him as a little boy and the things he did and watching her you know she's scavenged scavenged sorry whatever word parts and sold them for food but she had her own awesome a little home, a park, whatever that was that she, you know, made for herself. She had it right then and there and she could fight off the bad guys and the hunters and all that. She could fight them off. She had skills of her own. She could fly the millennium Falcon. You know what I mean? I'm just sitting there going, she is amazing in her own right. And she knew how to jerry rig the millennium Falcon to work, which impressed Han. So no matter who she came from. She is awesome. Just right there in her own right.
0: Yeah. Adam, if you haven't guessed, uh, this is Christina Pryor. Hi. Hi Christina. We have Hi. been talking about Ray while we were waiting for you. Yes, <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> and if you want to know what we're talking about, just head to www.superawesomegeekshow.com. And I will also put a direct link in the show notes on the post on that website of this episode. So you can find the full article about Ray and Kylo Ren and their relationship, possibly a speculation on who their parents might really be, and or at least Ray's parents, and um, yeah, check it out. It's controversial. Hello, 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 and welcome to another super exciting episode of the Super Awesome Geek Show. I'm John, your host, and Christina is joining us today. Hello. What's been going on this week, Christina?
1: Ah, uh, a lot of stuff, just a lot of different things. It was, you know, back from spring break and a lot of crazy schedules and oh, just in the temperature heated up out here. It's like eighty-five. I, th- I wow. heard it was warm up there where you guys are too. Yeah, so. yeah, it's,
0: it's warm in Seattle. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I think uh,
1: spring is really upon us now.
0: So everyone out there, Christina is a teacher, right? Yeah. 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 That's what she's talking about with the spring break. Well, today, Christina, I have someone one pretty cool. I uh, I have somebody pretty cool <laughs> to introduce you to. I have talked to him before. We have talked to him before on the show. But uh, he's back. And just as awesome, Adam Lash. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> oh. hi what's been going on man
2: oh so many things that has been a very busy year uh for me uh, since <laughs> i last talked to you guys
0: wow yeah and adam you're in new york right
2: yes new york new city york
0: City. New so we've got la with christina me Ooh. in seattle and you in new york this is like crazy call right <laughs> we need a, Flo- a florida person hey florida <laughs> <laughs> do we though do does, but,
1: uh, <laughs> not, not necessarily. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think I Probably. think we're all seem to be
2: rational people from New York City, Seattle, and uh, the L. A. area. That sounds that sounds pretty fine. We don't need any uh, any crazies throwing a wrench in the, the works. they
0: did just stealing something from us, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, the in fact, in I told room. the rest of the Washington folk not to come as it wasn't necessary. No, I didn't. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Christina
0: wanted you all to herself, Adam.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes. She must have heard the last episode. Fantastic.
1: Actually, I haven't heard uh, that one yet. No!
2: (laughs) My God. Okay. Well, we got some
0: catching up to do then. We (laughs) do. So, Adam, let everybody know what episodes you are talking about. Oh, uh, you know, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you caught my
2: bluff. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, <sighs> I was just talking about my episode. I die. Uh... That's
0: what I mean. Yes. Oh yeah, my episode. Yeah, what, my yes. Episode. Yes. My, hey. oh, okay. Oh, and, and and guess what? Tyler popped in. Hello. 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 Yeah. So Tyler, this is Adam Lash, and we're just about to talk to uh, talk to him about some cool stuff that he's been working on
3: wicked awesome
0: fantastic
3: uh
2: i uh am in charge of a little web series hopefully soon to be television series Yay. uh hope, hoping we're working on it we are working very hard on it uh it's called Gigahose. it's about <laughs> sex robots in the near <laughs> future
1: nice
2: <laughs> yeah
3: right up your alley uh, right tyler I mean, that's you know what 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 goes on in my personal life is none of anybody's business, but <laughs> uh, uh,
2: yeah. So season one came out. Uh, that's when I talked to uh, the guys before, and uh, it follows an escort agency full of sex robots in the early uh, 2030s uh, as these new uh, new generation sex bots come out and put their business in peril because. They're newer, cheaper, better, faster, uh, and the and everyone's owning them now because sex robots have become uh, basically like cool with the public. Everyone's okay with it now, so everyone doesn't mind owning one. There's no public, there's no stigma behind it anymore. So uh, how will an escort agency that caters to people who can't afford them, who can now afford them, survive? Um, so sexual hijinks, lots of robot puns. Uh, and there is some nudity in it as well. Of the robot of the nudity? male variety. Of
0: oh, the male I was going to say robot.
2: Yes. <laughs> no. Naked that... ladies, not funny. Naked guys, hilarious. <laughs> what we have learned. So. What about
1: naked robots?
2: Yeah, naked well, robots.
1: I'm curious about that. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, 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 I can guarantee you, because it was me who was naked in the first episode, oh. I am fully... Naked in the first episode, wow. and it's up on YouTube. You well, can see my watch
0: naked now. body. What, what was that, Tyler? Well, now I'm gonna have to watch. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hooray! Everybody wants to see your butt. You will see a lot of my butt.
3: <laughs> you that will see cool. a lot. All of do it. do a uh, kung fu fighting song remix. Everybody was naked robots. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh. I thought you were going to say naked fighting. I was like, that's an image I didn't want.
3: <laughs> There's sounded- a lightsaber fight joke in there somewhere. I just can't think of it.
1: <laughs>
0: oh. We have that too. Don't they actually yeah. have, don't they have, um, libra- li- uh, librators, right? Light- <laughs> <laughs> what you, lightsaber vibrators, right? Don't they?
2: Oh, they have to oh I'm, I know I, yeah they have to if they have uh, vampire dildos that vibrate or what have you after uh, twilight was a thing uh, there's definitely got to be lightsaber vibrators and out you there hey
1: Heyo. <laughs> I had to make that joke sorry
3: oh no my- oh, you're, you're good go ahead Tyler I was just going to say my partner actually works in a sex shop so I have to ask uh, them about that now <laughs> <laughs> is it the one cool. over on uh, what is it around the corner here? Uh no, it's actually over in Renton. It's oh uh, really? Yeah, it's lovers.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of the lovers ones. Okay, yeah, there's a whole chain. Yeah, that that's the oh. same thing that's around the corner here.
3: I uh, yeah totally. No, I am actually kind of new to like the knowledge of the industry and everything. So this actually this sounds actually really cool. I gotta ask, is this like a very like uh, sex posy kind of show or?
2: It absolutely is a sex-positive show. My co-creator and co-writer, uh, Kevin Gilligan, uh, who uh, is unfortunately not here tonight, um, but he is in an organization called Geeks Out, uh, which uh, tries to rally. Uh, oh, damn it! I'm not in the organization, so I don't know their motto, but it's a it's a really awesome uh, group. They go around to different Comic Cons to try to give like a space, a safe space for other uh, LGBTQ uh, nerds. So they don't feel ostracized in their own little environment. Um, and we wanted to make sure that when we did the show, that it we weren't making fun of people and their fetishes, because everyone's got their own fetish, everyone's got their own kink. That's we're not making fun of you. Uh, we are making fun of the, having these robots be in these situations and handle it like robots, uh, <laughs> oh. because that's because when having if you have having sex with a human person is funny. I mean, if done right, it's, it's fun and funny and silly and weird and awkward, but like in a good way. But if you have sex with a robot, that's hilarious. Hilarious. Because it's so, it's so weird and it's going to be so awkward and they can't really share that with you because they're a robot. So that's basically the, the premise of the show. Even though we do like, we, I mean, the core of the show is hanging around with these sex robots and dealing with them, but the deeper meaning of the show. And if you watch it, you probably get a sense of, Oh, this shows, there's a little bit more to it than that. Um, about like the relationships between humans and robots and how we're going to treat robots in the future. And maybe what the future will hold for AI and what ramifications that will have on society. Because once we have robots that are intelligent and want things of their own, it's basically opening pandora's box and you can't close that again so
0: yeah yeah it, what I, what I'm what I'm interested in like you know I, I don't want to we don't want to go too far into it but it's like will the will the robots be like the ai become like uh, terminator like thing and be like all menacing or will it just be benign and just another species like in star wars where some robots are good and some robots are bad but they're all just treated like another species of existence, you know, in a sense. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's exactly something that as the show continues to grow and hopefully if we're on television uh, with a budget <laughs> and, <laughs> and 30 minutes in which to tell our tales uh, is something we would definitely explore. Uh, of course, our us being a comedy uh, and we'd be more yes. of the fun you, part of it. Not you the would have to.
0: <laughs> yeah, you would have to explore it in an absurd way, yes.
2: Exactly. Yes. But the funny thing is, I don't know if you guys heard that story about uh, Microsoft's chatbot like, last month turning into a Nazi anti-feminist inside of 24 hours.
0: No.
3: I have So,
2: heard. did you? Well, go ahead, Tyler.
3: I don't know very much about it. All I know is that like, I heard it and... I mean, was it a hack? What happened?
2: So, what happened was that Microsoft was trying to teach this chatbot how to interact with humans by having it interact with people on Twitter. So it would learn from what people were writing it. Uh, so it basically started out as a benign, super happy 14 year old girl who was all like, I love people. Yay. And then
0: my little pony.
2: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then because of what the internet was writing her on Twitter and playing the game and, like, being the internet, it turned her into a giant anti-feminist racist Nazi inside of 24 hours. Because it's just what they were typing to her.
0: Because the, everybody in the world didn't realize it wasn't a real girl, right?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they knew exactly what it was. They knew oh. it was a chatbot. They knew oh. it was trying to learn. So they was like, well, oh. we're just gonna mess with this. And like, alright, okay. guess who loves Nazis? Everybody! So... Like, they purposely messed with it. I see. Okay. And, or, I mean, I'm sure some people probably didn't. I'm sure a lot of people probably did. Uh, And so, as soon as she started to tweet horrible anti-Semitic stuff, (laughs) Microsoft had to shut her down. Yeah. It's like, oh, crap, what what hath we wrought? And uh, they tried it again a couple days later to try to figure out the algorithm that would not allow that to happen again. But of course, like inside of 16 hours, it immediately started happening again because everyone's like, oh, she's back. Fantastic. (laughs) Uh, Look at all the nasty stuff. It's Uh, it's
0: funny that they didn't try to turn her into something else the second time. Hilarious.
2: Yeah. It's it's funny because it's just a, to kind of answer the question of what robots and AI will be, it depends on what, I guess, what we feed them information-wise. Yeah. Yeah. I think it honestly will be a Nature versus nurture thing. I'm sure there will be AI out there that has just fed all of the ho- worst, horrible things about humanity and grow to hate us.
0: Ultron. Uh, like, I was just about <laughs> to say
2: Ultron, yes. Uh, and there'll be others who, you know, maybe like your own children. You don't let them go on the internet real soon. You wait yeah. until they're like five and it's under parental supervision. So you kind of, you know, feed them like a baby with it. Just like little drops and dribs here and
0: there. Sure,
1: totally.
0: Still with us, right, Christine? Yeah, I uh, am. Uh. Yes. Uh. <laughs> I, w-
1: I have a question, though.
3: Ooh, yes. Okay.
1: What What channel, like, what station are you plugging it to?
3: Well, or
2: can
0: you say that?
2: Well, we have not yeah. We're you've written a, a pitch bible. We're trying to get the uh, the bible out there, and we have a pilot script that we're trying to show to somebody. Um, because we know the, this idea is unique. I mean, it's it's familiar, and then it's a sitcom. It's a it's a family workplace sitcom, but set in 20 years in the future with sex robots. So like, it's never really been done before. Um, but uh, we'd love to have it on like it would work best, I guess, on like HBO, Netflix, FX, because basically it's kind of like the Archer level of sexy stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Sh- sure. Um, so maybe even, like, AMC?
2: AMC would do well as well, yeah. yeah. Of course, they have... a lot A lot of cable networks are getting... A little guess, bit
0: grittier, you would say. Yeah, you know?
2: more adult-ish. I yeah. Mean, yeah. The show Isn't there, like, is... a
1: Spike TV or something?
2: Yeah, there is. Spike would be fine, I guess. It's just that Spike's a little lower on the totem pole than yeah, I was thinking. I, yeah, I think so, too. dupe Duke-centric. But like, even, like, USA now uh, has is showing yes. sexy scenes and stuff like that. So... I mean, the sh- the Giga Hose uses sex for for comedy. It's so it's not it's not like truly sexy sexy. I mean, it's sexy, but it's you know more for laughs and funniness.
1: It's not um, cinemax sexy. <laughs>
2: no, it's it's not yeah, it's not the cinemax challenge. Let's we'll put it that way. Um, we do blur out stuff uh, mostly dong, uh, but uh, I mean it would do well on most networks, but definitely not a, a prime time network because. Uh, they would never <laughs> allow us uh, to do the stuff we would want to do. Yeah. I mean, like even Hulu. At this point, there's so many di-
0: Amazon, Hulu, Netflix, and any. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's so a lot many of different places. outlets now. Yeah. Yeah. So. And and there's a lot of and there's new ones popping up and there's a lot of old ones that are breaking off from the cable connections and going on their own. So you you know they're gonna yeah. they're all gonna be hunting for different programming and something that's unique.
1: Well, and exactly. like Netflix is doing original shows as well.
0: Oh yeah. oh yeah, that's what that's what we mean. You know, there's so many going to be so many networks and so many different things like Netflix and Hulu and stuff that are popping up all over the place, and they're all going to be hunting for a hit show and something unique like like we just said.
2: Yeah, I think it's a it's a topic no one's touching at all, um, because I mean there have been some successful shows now that have sex or not sex robots but robots in general like. um what was it? There's humans that came out on AMC last oh, year. Oh, that, that was good. I liked that it did, one. Yeah, that yeah. did really well. Yeah. Um, Westworld is coming to HBO at some point in the near future. Like um, based
0: on the old one. Yep, yeah. based oh, on okay. the old one. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and there has been a few other uh shows that about it set in the future with like AI, but not sex robots have maybe been touched on, but not like a main character of it. But it's yeah. always serious. Well, there was- I'm
0: sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that there was one in Rick and Morty. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I love that show. It's so good. was hilarious. Tyler, what was that? Sorry, Tyler, what was that? Yeah, go ahead.
3: Oh, I was just saying that was such a good episode. Well, I want to compliment, though, also. You know, this is – I mean, I I feel like I'm going to touch into Big Bang Theory really quick here. Uh, When it comes to comedies and stuff, I feel like you see the stereotypical comedy sitcom or whatever always has – uh, a female character who always has to be like forcibly sexy. And this is, I mean, I imagine this is going to be one of those shows where uh, there's going to be a lot of probably very attractive people such as you, Adam Lash being a uh, part of the show who, right. you know, fall into this, that, that almost cliche shade category, but also at the same, same time kind of tackling that uh, stereotype. Cause I mean, how often do you see a comedy or a TV series where they're, the female character is always like very attractive. I feel like there's a lot of times where you see that and it's like the, a woman can't be like, there's an underlying sexism in the industry where a woman can't be right. seen as funny and, uh, unsexy. Like the, in order for her to be in the series, she has to be sexy, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel well, like this, that's one of the- right? Like can, it can border on that, but it, it does that in an intentional way. I imagine.
2: Right one of the things that we wanted to do with the show was to make sure that we didn't over-sexualize the women and that it was definitely equal between, uh, men and women. Uh, for example, like the only one that gets naked the whole show, uh, is me and, uh, my other, my nemesis for the first season, um, Brandon. So we're the only guy people to get fully naked. The women stay clothed the whole time because, uh, as I stated earlier, uh, when as soon as a woman starts taking their clothes off It doesn't matter if she she could tell The funniest joke in the world No one will listen Because they're sexualizing her uh, We wanted to make sure that dynamic was flipped uh, So that it was the men being sexually exploited Not the women huh.
3: What do you think? Yeah. Uh, is that like a common thing? Like why is it that Like is it is it simply the idea of like A woman's value Like it's perpetuated that a woman's value Is her attractiveness and even no matter how attract, uh, funny she is, her attractiveness is, is more important in a way. Is that like how it's perceived in society? Is that, am I making sense?
2: Oh, absolutely. I think, but this kind of, this goes to a, um, an interesting dynamic of females in comedy, which is, you know, always a kind of a hot button topic because everyone's really worried, scared to talk about it because there's lots of sexism and stuff. Um, but it is, it is an issue that, the problem is that when, and I've, I've seen this happen in comedy clubs. When you have an, uh, a woman who is attractive and she's wearing you know clothing that is you know is tight enough to show off parts of her body, people there's a different dynamic. If like, if I go on stage and I wear tight jeans and a tight sweater that you know show off all my sexy man curves, uh, <laughs> I could tell all the jokes and be equally funny to a girl that gets on stage, but I'd probably get more laughs. Because people, both men and women would be looking at her and seeing her curves and thinking part of their brain thinking about sex and what yeah. they want to do to her, or judge her for what she's wearing, uh, uh, and to be stereotypically of, of women being like, oh, I hate other girls, er, she's getting attention, er, um, that she probably wouldn't get as many laughs um, as the man gets, and or which uh, feeds into this issue of um, people not finding female comics funny is that a lot of successful female comics now, the only thing they joke about is sex, mm-hmm. oh. which kind of gets around that loophole of, or that, the, that issue of yeah. having a hard time connecting to an audience when you are, you know, attractive, but trying to talk about deeper issues. But yeah, no pay attention cuz they're sexualizing you.
1: Yeah, a lot of I've heard a lot of female comics, you know, talk about um women and our views of our body and body image like, oh yeah, well the other day, like the, you know, you have one thing. Well, the other day, you know, I was wearing these pants and my thighs were rubbing together and they were making this noise and or does any of you ladies have pants with holes near the thighs between your legs because your thighs are rubbing together? You can't be that skinny chick over there with you know, like they'll start making you know, to make everybody feel, you know, women feel better about themselves. Because in a certain world, and as a female myself, there are times where guys were just like, no, we like women with meat on their bones, you know, or <clears throat> we don't want a stick with bones. So it's just like, there's this dynamic of how women should look either. They want to one with you know, curves in this, or they want the stick, muscular woman with the big, fake boobs. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I see a lot of um, female comics making jokes about body type, you know, and yeah. clothes, and clothes, mm-hmm. too. It's like, oh, should I wear this shirt? If You know, and I think I thought I heard one talk about if I came up here in... I think she said a uh, a flannel shirt and jeans. And then I think she said, I, I thought I was going to dress nice, but I wanted you to listen to my jokes. So I decided to dress comfortably, you know, <laughs> and yeah. I thought and I thought that was funny because mm-hmm. like what you said, people are just going to sit there and stare at her. You know, a guy could be wearing a suit. He could be wearing shorts and a T-shirt. And someone's going to just sit there and laugh at his jokes and not critique his outfit. But the female all the ladies in the house are going to be like, well, she looks like a slut or, oh, well, why did she dress that way? Because women do that. Um, I try not to. Well, um, I think we all
3: do that like each other in a certain way. I think that yeah, it's just, it's like exactly. a, a glass ceiling or something, I would say, you know, in a way, yes. right? Yeah. because the, lim- the limit is right there. We're going to be sexualizing each other in a certain, to a certain extent. But I feel like we live in this world where, we equate each other's value based on our looks and some people can get away with it because, I mean, I feel like, and I don't work in the industry, so I don't know, but I would feel, I would imagine that comedy is one of those escapes for most people, men uh, to be able to get away with doing their job and, and not have to deal with the the pressures, I guess, of, of looking a certain way. I mean, look at Sam Kinison. I mean, he wasn't the most attractive person <laughs> in the world, but yeah. he was absolutely hilarious. He was very successful for it. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what I was going to bring up. I was like, sometimes I feel like certain people in comedy, like, uh, take the looks that they have, Mm -hmm. and run with it as part of their act. And and I think Mm -hmm. I know, I've noticed a few women that I feel like do that. They either have an interesting voice, or there's something about the way their body is built, that they can, they can sort of use in their act. And it gets them ahead of some of the other women in comedy. I mean, do you feel like that way too, Adam, or what? Well, yeah, I, I like if I, they're really like I've seen you know some of them are really short or, like who is it is it Cho right she just does all the um, I'm a short Asian girl right you know things mm-hmm, and, yeah yeah and uh, and has that quirk about her and and even like Mindy in the Mindy Project you know I think she does a little bit of that too right mm-hmm, yeah
2: I would it's a weird catch twenty two that is the current state of comedy for women. That, like, I per, my personal taste is I like a female comic who acts like a man. In that, <laughs> in that, not in that maybe it didn't come out quite right, but in that, as a male comic, basically you're free to talk about anything and anything.
0: Okay, yeah, anything. And they lab, and they yeah. seem
2: to do. They talk about everything, and then you know, and kind of come back to sex eventually. Or and some guys don't. Some guys just stay in a blue area, and that's fine. But it seems like for the most part, male comics. Feel comfortable to talk about anything and everything. It doesn't matter. Female comics, at least to be the successful ones, as you've seen the ones who have their own TV shows on many different networks, seem to be kind of revolving around a smaller slice of the everything pie. Mm-hmm. Of it's you know a lot of sex, a lot of body image, uh, a lot of dating, but yeah. it doesn't really go anywhere else. It just kind of stays there because that is safe and. Marketable for women, which I don't appreciate because I know there are a, a person with thoughts and feelings on all sorts of different topics, and I'd love to hear about all those other topics. Sure, those you know, sex and stuff like that, of course, but like I want to hear about other things too. Um, and it feels like the the women, the female comics that I really like, talk about everything, but aren't giving the recognition they rightfully deserve from the industry, and all the women what? who. getting ahead just talk about sex and stuff and Uh, it's frustrating
3: yeah didn't melissa mcbride just come out and say something in an interview talking about how she's been typecast so many freaking times and she's just really tired because she is a she's a great comic but she gets put into these you know pigeonholed into these positions of she's Mm -hmm. a larger woman and that's the the role that they're going to have her play continuously over and over again
2: yeah I mean, everyone everyone's pigeonholed at this point, which uh, which sucks.
0: Well, isn't she breaking apart a little bit when they do Ghostbusters, right? Because she doesn't McCarthy? have yeah. Or am I screwing? Am I mixing two people up?
3: <laughs> no, you're right. I'm sorry. Melissa McBride is a country singer. My bad. Or did or did you mix two people up? I don't know. I did that. That was me.
0: Yeah, because uh, I mean, she doesn't have to play that loud, obnoxious person in ghostbusters i would imagine she could do a different type of comedy there right well i don't know i saw the trailer yeah i haven't seen the same okay okay I don't, I don't know so maybe she still is pigeonholed into playing that one character all the time
3: <laughs>
0: yeah well, it probably I, happens to like
3: everybody
1: yeah well and have you you heard rebel wilson talk about her body type
0: what was that yeah. one bring it up
1: rebel Wilson um she's on a, she's best known for her role in pitch perfect oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. yes um I, I think she's hilarious she makes the same jokes in that movie as she does on stage when she's interviewed on all those she's like I'm a big girl that's just who I am you know and she I, I don't know I think she's comfortable in her own self and I think when you have somebody comfortable in their own self, that, like you said, can talk about everything.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: That to me is awesome. And, you know, it's when okay, I'm not gonna be comfortable over here, so I'm not. I'm gonna steer away from the. You know, I like the being sure enough to talk about anything and if someone jokes with you about your appearance you can be or like criticizes you about your appearance you can just joke it off because I don't Mm -hmm. yeah, that I I find her awesome that's that's why I brought her up (laughs) Mm
4: -hmm.
3: (laughs) with the uh, show uh, I think I was trying to bring this up earlier if anyone has ever seen the Incredibles I'm a really big Incredibles fan Uh, and I was watching some uh, behind the scenes stuff of like stuff that just didn't make it to the final cut uh, and there was a scene that uh, didn't make it to the final cut uh, between the two main characters, the married couple whose names escape me at the moment. Uh, really arguing, big fan.
0: Really big fan. Yeah. Really big Lo- fan, but Lo- I don't loves know the names.
3: movie so much. <laughs> you know, so much. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're talking to each other and they're fighting and they're talking about uh, one having an affair with the other. And they're like really going into it and having a big argument and a big fight about it. And it didn't make it into the cut because, one, it's a Disney movie. Two, it was meant to be like funny, haha, look at this and how ridiculous we are as human beings doing this thing. And here's two superheroes who have the same exact issues. We all deal with this in itself. But it didn't work because Disney. Uh, hearing about your show, that's why I feel like I'm going to appreciate it because it sounds very intelligent. It sounds like it's looking at uh, everyday human situations. And going, look how silly this is, like you were saying with sex. It's something that we all don't necessarily feel comfortable talking about. We're getting more and more comfortable with it every day, but it definitely sounds like this is going to be a very intelligent but very funny look at sex in society.
2: That's exactly what we were going for. I mean, right now, as you're right, we we are starting to become a little bit more comfortable with that discussion. But we're not anywhere close to say like what, what people in Europe are like. We would love for our show to be like a rallying point. It's a little too strong of a word, but like beginning that conversation. Yeah, of,
0: like a, cat- a catalyst, right?
2: Thank you. That's a that's a much better word. A catalyst <laughs> for hey, we all do this. Everyone's got their own fetish. Everyone masturbates to something. Everybody wants to do that one weird thing in bed. It's okay. All of us do it. All of us. It's don't be ashamed of it. Once you're over the shame of it or being embarrassed, then you can talk about it and everything's fine. It's right. okay. And plus, since we're talking about stuff in the future, because people right now are already protesting sex robots. It's already started. They're not even out yet, and people <laughs> yeah. are protesting them because Jeez. they know they're coming.
0: Has someone gone over and grabbed off <laughs> you know the Japanese robot
3: that yeah really I've actually watched. heard about that I saw that, I saw yeah, that. Yeah. oh <laughs> did you guys
0: hear about the
2: Scarlett Johansson robot oh no I didn't hear this no. one holy yeah. crap okay
0: did someone order a real doll
2: so <laughs> yeah real dolls are a thing those are those are definitely happening and people are trying to figure out uh, artificial intelligence to put in a real, a real doll that is currently trying to happen but somebody else definitely it was an Asian guy so that shouldn't be a surprise I don't know where he was. Uh, he could be in China or it could be in England. Because uh, like, I think the Mirror did the story on it. But this okay. guy Or spent Florida. A, uh, yes, or Florida. <laughs> a Florida man today
1: uh,
2: <laughs> wrestled a gator and then went home to a Scarlett Johansson robot. Uh, this guy spent a year and a half and 50,000 pounds on creating a Scarlett Johansson robot. He 3D printed most of the materials... And the thing, it, and, like, the skin and all, I mean, it looks good. Like,
0: huh.
2: I know some of those real dolls are still, like, on the the other side of the Uncanny Valley. Like, it still kind of looks a little not weird. quite right. A little <laughs> weird. A, slightly disturbing. This robot is beyond the Uncanny Valley. It looked good. Like, scary good. Like, it looked like her. And not in a huh. creepy way. And it talked... And it did all these things. Um, but the, the, what the, the story didn't report, which even though everyone knows is a fact, that it has a working vagina because there's oh. no way you don't build a Scarlett Johansson robot and not have <laughs> sex with it. Because it looks oh, wow. just like her. So, uh, se- tactically, that's a sex robot. It has to be. Did you say Oh, Did I? <laughs> I think you just did. <laughs> Uh, uh trademark Adam Lash 2016 um
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah it's a it is happening it's i mean last year not to get into the weeds with it but there was a big uh, hullabaloo over uh like using childlike robots to oh. deal with pedophiles i don't know if anyone remembers that um there's a big hullabaloo last year of like people uh, theorists talking about it and people like who's it's, it's horrible um but, but it's, it's a solution. It is a solution. I mean, technically, that would be a solution to a problem. Right. Um, but people are already starting to argue over the, the legality, the morality of having sex with a robot. Oh, and even better, there was a story out a couple of weeks ago. I saw this on Reddit, where um, it was, if uh, there was a study done by something, I think it was probably somebody in over in England. Uh, they said just by touching... Robots or electronics or you know some type of humanoid-esque looking robotic thing, humans were getting sexually stimulated. Hmm. So,
3: wow. Okay, that's interesting. So like it, like in the like the reward center or like genuine sexual stimulation. Not like you know
2: like full on oh I've got a, you know a giant hard on for this robot, eh, but more like <laughs> like touching a robot. I I don't I didn't read the study too much, um but like
3: touching a robot like. It set off their pleasure centers.
0: Like it made a connection in a sense.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, there's... I mean, it's probably... Is it something like maybe how when you pet a cat, it's being stimulated? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. But, uh, I mean, mean, think about it. Our generation
0: grew
2: up in the 80s and 90s with, like, Blade Runner and Aeon Flux and, uh, what was it, Weird Science and a bunch of these other shows... That had sexy robots. Uh, Battlestar Galactica. Oh, I forgot. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Who, does, who doesn't want to have sex with six, even though it'll bring down all <laughs> of humanity? Who would not want to have sex with her? Um, like we're kind of we created it ourselves. Like this is a thing. It's manifest destiny. We sure. we're gonna have sex with robots before we die. It's gonna happen.
3: Well, I mean, there's that old saying that says that art. Our- you know predicts the future or maybe it's that we Mm -hmm. predict our own futures through art maybe you know something like Mm -hmm. that but i I definitely have seen that pop up on my facebook somewhere talking about uh female sex robots and i think it was like a feminist issue actually in a way because i think the argument that i read was uh you could say that it's going to perpetuate this uh issue of ownership i guess or this issue of you know, kind of mm-hmm. like looking at it like, you know, if, if you can have a woman on command, that's going to be the perfect image of, you know, what what's the point in going out into the real world? All these kinds of arguments. And, I mean, some of them yeah. are pretty valid. Because there are so many people on the planet,
2: and there's so many weird situations that people live their lives in, uh-huh. that robots will be the answer for a lot of these people.
0: Well, well, mm. I got I got one thing to add to this. Like, I would almost argue that the women started the robot thing because technically Um, like you know what i mean because because technically like i mean i don't know you're talking about
3: like vibrators yeah they
0: started getting vibrators dildos and now they got these complicated contraptions that will go up and down for you that you Mm -hmm. can sit on you know yep and they're like yeah so i mean like and they move like a I mean, by mechanical and robotical kind of mm-hmm, means, sometimes. Mm-hmm. and Or they got these weird rocking chair things that as it swings back and forth, it goes in and out, you know. But mm-hmm. it's like there are machines that now can stimulate the women in a way that makes it feel almost the same as real sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys so, know the origin of a vibrator? Is it really the Romans or the Greeks? Like, what, Does it really go that far back?
2: Well, maybe a dildo. But the vibrator... Oh, oh, I
0: see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. The, the origin of the vibrator... Washington uh,
0: <laughs> it,
2: ...is that it was like a... Well, about a hundred or so years ago, and that to cure women's hysteria, mm. which was something they... Like, just, you know, women being women, but this is, you know, back in the 19th century, so obviously they're either a witch or suffering from hysteria. The cure was to give them orgasms. But I
3: remember hearing no. about this.
2: There's no, yes. e- there wasn't an easy way to do it at the time. Wait a second, vibrations work. We'll create a thing that vibrates a lot and we'll just put it on her joy buzzer. And there we go. We cured women of their malaise. And hence the vibrator was born. Which is kind of you know, I've heard about horrible this. but awesome
3: at the same time.
1: I've heard about it too.
3: Yeah. No, I've heard about this because uh, there was... Uh, that show on Comedy Central. I can't remember. Uh, it was two females uh, stuck in like the 19th century or something like that. Oh, and, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And it had uh, those two uh, female comedians, ones from uh, Garfunkel Simon and, and Garfunkel, Oaks. Garfunkel, right? Yeah. Oh, Garfunkel and Oaks. That's right. Yeah. 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 Which, by the way, just fantastic. But that, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I looked into it shortly after that. That's what I love about comedy is comedy always gives me something new that I learn about later on.
2: Yeah. And, and it's smart, which is going back to your earlier statement like one of the things we want to do with the show is that we want, we do want to be really smart and try to predict a couple of things. But like at the same time we are talking about sex. So we kind of want to do smart, dumb comedy. (laughs) Sure. If that makes sense. Uh, totally. So, I mean, lots of robot stuff, lots of science stuff as much as possible. I mean that we can get away with, with a shoestring, shoestring budget. Uh, and putting things up on YouTube at the moment. Yeah. But uh, the, the the plans are to, like, really to grow the universe into seeing how the world would be in about 20 years or so and how technology is going to help a lot of things and also ruin a lot of things. Hmm.
3: That's interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just fascinating to see which way... It will be fascinating to see which way it goes because I think you're right. I mean, I think... I mean, think about it, you know, like, if you go on a, like, we're going to be going into space, you know, you know, know that's probably going to happen in the next 20 years, you know, there are no probably, there's a number of different companies that are competing right now, and someone's going to figure it out and get common man into space within about 20 years or so. And I'm thinking, like, if you go on a long trip, like, say you say they do make it so we can go visit the moon and sit around or something. Well, even that just takes a few days, right, to get there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like it's you're sitting on an airplane for six hours. It's more like you're sitting on a ship for three or four days. Well, bring the sex robot. <laughs> Give <laughs> yourself something have to a, do. Have a back room in the, I don't know. Who needs a book? <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> it could happen. Oh even longer God. missions. What if you're going to Jupiter and it takes you six months to get there? You know, what are you going to do on the trip? <laughs> What are you doing yeah. later on? I'm gonna go in you know? that's,
3: that's right. Alright, well I'm gonna go uh, into the bathroom really quick. Alright. Then what are you gonna do? <laughs> um, work.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. See, no. you know, I'm just trying to think like like there's gonna be a place for stuff like this because people are gonna be bored if we don't figure out how to go faster between locations or something, you know? And, mm, yes. and uh, I mean, I kind of feel like, you know, if you go back to the old West and the brothels and things like that, people were just bored and they needed something. You know what I mean? Right. At, at times. Mm-hmm. And they just yeah. had the girls there to something to do. Yeah. I mean, it, well, it it sounds terrible to Christina, probably. But I mean, isn't that really how no. it was?
1: <laughs> I, I you find that uh, I am like one of the guys sometimes. It doesn't
3: doesn't really. Yeah. You know, no we all get bored
1: yeah you get bored it's like hey what can we do over here
3: Hmm. You hey, know. what's going on
1: <laughs> or, so you where know, you've can got, i find this got... like, now huh?
3: oh the, the his show yeah, yeah like where can i look for like more information about this because to be well, honest with you like like i already know like five people off the top of my head that need to know about this that that's fantastic so hopefully those five people know five people and those five people know five people um, exactly
2: but right now the whole first season is up on youtube right now yes. uh you can go to it's just it's very simple giga Hose, g-i-g-a-h-o-e-s um just tap that in it'll pop right up it's the only thing in the universe titled that so you, you can't miss it um it's, it's, awesome. it's
0: got like a cool the power on symbol turned sideways so it looks like a g and yep. then a nice purple uh almost playboyish looking girl right indeed um, so
1: what will I be watching later?
2: Hmm. Uh, well, <laughs> good good news. The first season is only about eighty minutes all totaled. Uh, it's twelve episodes. Uh, we are we've already written season two, which took uh, last year. What we took did last year, plus doing the whole writing of the Bible and trying to get this thing to pitch to be pitchable to networks. Um, kind of doing both at the same time it took kind of forever to do both. Um, but season two is written. It is very funny. Uh, not giving anything away because you're going to watch it soon, but season one does end on a cliffhanger. Bum, bum, bum. So, uh, season two picks up after the events of the first season. Uh, and we have a website, which will have all the information for, uh, as we go forward. We have, we've started, we haven't started the Kickstarter yet. I'm creating the Kickstarter stuff now. Um, we shot the video last weekend, so we hope to have the Kickstarter campaign up and running, uh, probably next month sometime probably was it mid april now so probably late mid to late may okay. we'll have hopefully have the kickstarter up um and we'll probably do it for like 60 days so there'll be plenty of time um but season two we're gonna have more robots uh weirder calls uh and a lot more <laughs> uh interpersonal relationships with the robots Which is one of not to give anything away for you guys since you're going to watch the show, but one of the things that one of the notes we got for the first season was one of the things people really liked was when the robots interacted and were not on the calls. So uh, we have more of that.
0: Yeah, I I could imagine that's something that people. I mean, if you're chasing that angle of figuring out how they fit in society and having them as their own sort of entities when they're not on duty or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that would be the fascinating part is what would the robots do when they're in their downtime, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, are you, do you have a, a Twitter for it or your own that you're going to use to promote the Kickstarter and whatnot?
2: Exactly. We do. Uh, we have, it's uh, at gigahose, very okay. easy. Um, but uh, not as popular as my own Twitter. <laughs>
3: so yes. Twitter
2: be a little better. Um, my Twitter is the Adam Lash. Um, so we'll be using any and all means of communication except Instagram because I'm old and I just I don't get it. <laughs> it's just pictures. Yeah. <laughs> it's just pictures, but like no words. You <laughs> don't get it. Um, but yeah, we'll, we will be doing. Our damn just to get the word out there as much as possible, as much as two, three people can on their own, uh, emailing and doing Twitters and stuff.
1: I followed so, you. I think I found Giga Hose. Oh, yay! <laughs> hey! Yes, I did! Hooray! I followed it! Yay! Nice. Yay!
2: Hooray! <laughs> But yeah, please uh, watch the show. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, we we know we know it's a popular idea, and we know we've got a really good angle and handle on the topic that no one else is touching. Um, and we know that if you know the nerd community at large got wind of it, they'd probably really like it. So it's just a matter of sticking with it. And just kind of keep beating the drum until people start watching. Yeah. Because it's, it's funny. We're all going to have sex with the robots. It's going to be awkward. So here's a little preview of what that's going to be like in our future.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's kind of awesome. I think that the friends that I would tell, like, two of them are currently here, like, on the call. So.
4: Cool.
1: <laughs> well, the
2: other thing is, too, that there's been polls and stuff done because we have like a Google alert for anything with sex robots. So that's why I know about all these sex robot stories, but there have been polls that people have done in the past you know, year or so because the topic keeps coming up of like how many people would have sex with a robot. And of course it's like 75% of men respond, hell yeah, I'm going to have sex with a robot. But only like 30% of women like, yeah, maybe I'll think about it. But really?
1: But you know why?
2: Oh Yeah. Because they wouldn't tell someone that in public,
1: right? Like, and women overthink and go, "Oh my God, would that be weird? Oh, weird. Oh, I don't know. Maybe boring. you know." And then, and then men are like, "Yeah, someone who can last a long time, like the Energizer Bunny." <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, everyone wants to have sex with a robot. I think, yeah, of course, it's everyone's going to. It's just well, I think that... people's level of comfort in discussing it in
3: public. Exactly. It, I think it, that it, there's also this attitude of women being uh, perceived as, you know, it's the double edged sword, like they said it uh, in Breakfast Club, like you're either uh, uh, a tease or you're a slut. Right. Mm. You know, and there's not really an in between or a level of fairness towards it. I mean, uh, I feel like there's an attitude of <clears throat> uh, how dare you, you know, shame. Throw, but that's what it is. Yep. Like almost slut shaming thrown away mm-hmm. at, p- at females for t- even talking about. Uh, sexual anything, mm-hmm.
1: right? And it's the same. It's the same thing with people, like you said, um, when you when you reach on in the show, people talking about the kink, the things that they like, the interesting. Well, they could do that with a robot, you know. What I mean? mm-hmm. <laughs> There's, you know, the, not many people will say, "Well, I'm into blah that's, blah blah," you know. <laughs> that's another thing you bring up.
0: That's even true with uh, people who are married. Sometimes, like one yeah. or the other. Mm-hmm. want to do some kind of weird just try something different yeah. but they're too afraid to ask their partner because they think their partner might think they're weird. Exactly. So if they had a sex robot in the closet, well, when the partner goes for groceries, there you go. Right? And yeah. would that be cheating? That's true too. Yeah. There's so many
2: there They brought that up actually. I didn't thought.
0: they bring that up in that show that we were talking about with the humans where
2: they brought I know up there's a sex robot that is a uh, one of the robot main the main robots in that show.
0: Yeah, and what I'm saying is didn't I think if I remember correctly they did bring up the whole thing about cheating with the robots on your real wife, your living right wife, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 vastly
2: interesting because yeah. I mean there could there'll be couples that be like, sure, let's bring a sex bot into our Sex feast fiefdom. I don't know. Whatever. Um, and then others will be like, "No, you can't. You can't have sex with a robot. That's cheating on me." Like, but it's or a threesome. Sex, you know? Yeah. Or a foursome. You, you could do. Yeah. There's rent. Three
3: sex robots. You do whatever you want. But
0: mine, mine's gonna look like optimus prime
3: <laughs> sure Sorry, guys i gotta go have an orgy with my sex bots uh i call you back, back? Uh, in five days uh,
2: right. yeah i'm gonna rent five they'll combine together to make one bigger sex robot and then death by <laughs> snoo snoo so uh, i think that's like a triple nerd reference score on
3: that one yeah there you go <laughs> i am going so to many give you things. so many points Oh, thank you very
2: much. Just so many cool things, or cool, interesting, different dynamics that are gonna arise once these things are available. Because, like as you said, like if so, you know, everyone's got that weird little yeah. Do I, do I want to try this? Kind what, of. do I want to try it on a, a living person that I love? Well, I don't know. Or what does Pikachu Ooh. feel
0: like? Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What about Chewbacca?
0: <laughs> there you go. I mean, oh, nice. he is a very tall guy, uh, Christina, you know, so <laughs> Chewbacca. <laughs> I think Just
3: that's knows. an interesting subject to tackle. And I got to say, I, I commend you for going at it because most people probably would not. They, you know, I feel like most people avoid sex comedy because it's seen as lower level. Um, or I they mean, feel shameful about it. Yes, yes. And, I mean, you, you see some people, like, I, this is just me, I think that groups like The Widest Kids You Know do uh, comedy that comes across as very dumb, but it's actually very intelligent. And I think yep. that if you can do it, awesome for you. I'm going to support you, because, honestly, I would like to see where this goes. Thanks.
2: Uh, we, I mean, just to kind of tee it up for anyone who, who, who works on a network, possibly, uh, we do have five seasons of the show plotted out, um... It's very interesting. Uh, It's well, we get into some deep stuff. Everything's, you know, the funny thing is, I don't know if I told this story the first time I was on the podcast, but we, I've been working on the show now for like four years. Um, And it's been a while. Uh, The first version of the show that we wrote uh, was like this dark, more of a dramedy. People were dying. There was all sorts of like we tried to squeeze like all this stuff into like one season of 12 episodes that were like eight minutes long. It was like, it was far too much. And then we realized, wow, wait a second. This is supposed to be a comedy. Let's just slow down and have fun with it. And so we, we we rewrote the first season into what we eventually made for YouTube. Um, But we just expanded all these major themes out for like the other seasons as we go on. Like what happens when robots start to become emotionally sentient uh, hmm. when do they realize that they are basically slaves? Because ah. they, let's let's just be honest. When robots come out, full-on robots that, you know, can talk and move and stuff like that, they are going to be slaves, right? They're, I mean, we, in a sense. I mean, yeah. In a sense, yes. I a mean, because,
0: like, they, you can even take that example, like I mentioned earlier, in the Star Wars universe, where... Yep. You know, they, 3PO's there, he's sentient, he can kind of go where he wants to go and do what he wants to do, but when his master calls, he does exactly what his master says and doesn't question it, you know? Yeah.
2: So, this whole... I, I, honest, I honestly think, and this is a personal belief, that uh, robotic rights, I guess for lack of a better term, will be the next civil rights movement in the future.
3: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by it, but I mean, that would have to involve, you know, artificial intelligence that's sentient enough that can be not only like self-aware, but like have desires, wants, needs, you know, yeah. it would have to be, uh, that's kind of a terrifying thought because I mean, at that point we've created a new life. Yeah, Yeah. we have.
0: In our own image, in a sense.
2: And really like, you know, it basically, a lot of people are very afraid of Robots taking their jobs and robots starting to kill and robots doing all this, you know, learning of things that humans do. Um, but it's interesting uh, that no one's afraid of babies learning all these things. And growing up to learn how horrible or what have you that society is. Yeah. So if we just, you know, if we, I think if we treat robots and AI like we do children and try to... Show them love and affection, and treat them as people, because technically they kind of are. I mean, what was uh, the one of the best episodes of Next Generation was that Data episode, it. Yes. About that up? Measure of yes. a Man. I think it was Measure of a Man.
3: It right? was, yeah.
2: If so you and I are best them, friends
3: now. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> <laughs> if we treat them
2: like Picard and the crew of the Enterprise treat Data, then I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. But there are assholes out there that will be like, "No, we got to take this puzzle trying to brain and figure out what's going on so we can make an army of, of slave datas. Like they kind of did with the <laughs> EMH later on and forced them to mine stuff on asteroids. So so That's stupid. That's right. Yeah. I I watched all of Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be it's going to be cool. I hope I'm alive when it happens because I'm sure by the time sentient robots are around, you know, we'll be able to slow aging or just be able to clone stuff and I'll transfer my consciousness into a new body.
0: Yeah, um, that's that's basically what I, I did, too. I had them pre-cells for that just in case it happens. Just You've in already case. Done it. You're prepared. Yeah. You're, I, did you it when I, was, I did it when I was 23. Yeah. Oh, John did it when it was cool, guys. They, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It was just because the university I was near put out a, when I, at that time, put out a call and said, we're doing this experiment and if you come down and agree to do it, it's like you get a hundred dollars but you also get to have your stuff frozen forever and uh, if there's ever a way that we can transfer either your brain or your consciousness into a new body that we've cloned, then it would be like you know cloned from your 23 year old cells which are healthier yeah. and hopefully the body would work and your brain if they do transfer brain and spinal cord or whatever, won't reject it, you know, but then I started thinking, well, it has a brain and a spinal cord that would be ripped out of it for mine to go in. So doesn't that mean I'm killing my clone to get myself alive? I don't know, but <laughs> well,
2: now we're, it's the Island all over again. <laughs> yes. Right. I, exactly. I,
1: <laughs> um, I, I, I read a book a while back with um, amazing AI, um, stuff it was like the best book ever with um ai spaceship warship and robots and everything best book i've read in a long time with that it was so so good if you're interested i can tell you but what is it It's serengeti by jb rockwell
2: serengeti okay
1: I, i recommend you get it it's um for me, there's only been like a couple sci-fi books that I've read that I um, truly loved, and hers was one of them. And because um, I'm more of a like a supernatural type, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what do you call it? You know, the, you know, wolves and vampires, and not fantasy, necessarily like a fantasy fan. I'm more as a fantasy fan and a romance fan, and those taboo, kinky topics kind of books fan. And so jumping into you know, you're thinking, wow, a Star Wars fan does not read sci-fi. No. Mm-hmm. This book this book was amazing. It was I mean, and when you were talking about AI and stuff and growing in an affection and stuff like this book I I will just tell you to grab it, read it. And you know, on Same Twitter tell her it. I, tell her I sent you. Okay. But uh, <laughs> cool. But uh yeah, no, it was ugh. It's coming out oh. in audio form too. So cool. it's good. But when you say AI and stuff, I automatically, my brain goes to her book because, I mean, to me, that was like the best uh, example of mm-hmm. AI type stuff. Hmm. So, as but, far as
3: what you were uh, talking about with like being in this like day and age. With, uh, like, new technology and stuff and talking about AI and everything, it's... Uh, I had... I just saw this thing just today. You guys heard about this? Uh, it's a portable 3D printer.
1: What? Oh, oh, yeah, I've seen... Oh, yes.
0: I think I uh, might have the flyer for it here because I think they had one at Emerald City Comic-Con. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And they're talking about it now, and, you know, it's... This I, is the interesting, inter- I think interesting was thing like, about sci-fi.
0: I think it was, like, $3,400, but I was like, hey, the technology exists, and the more wow. that we, the more that people use it and the more that it comes in, the cost will come down. And I'm thinking that I'm hoping well, like five to ten years we'll have a two hundred dollar thing that's sitting on our desk.
3: Right. Now, man, are you ready to hear this? This is the one I The one I heard. OK, even, even better $50. than what I saw. <laughs> one hundred dollars. Wow. All right. Already one hundred dollars. It's Kickstarter funded right now. But this is what I'm saying. Like sci-fi is an amazing thing and it's this is why it's such an interesting topic to throw things at. You know, is because you can talk about morals, you can talk about society, you can talk about sex, and you can pass it along and then you can talk about these things that like really make us like start thinking about who we are as people and our, how we're functioning. And then it influences us to do these amazing things. You know, it influences us, us to jump to the stars, it influences us to make Portable 3D printers that are going to be only 100 bucks. You know, new applications that can read facial recognition that help blind people. We have all this technology now. Yeah. That's or the amazing thing about this. Colorblind people can now
0: see with those glasses, like, the, yes. color, the colors they've been missing for years, you know?
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it's, it's the just amazing. thing about it.
0: Fascinating what what technology is coming out. We're in a new golden age, I think.
3: You know, we are at it's this see, point right now where we are coming to scientific advances that we were dreaming about yeah. when we were still using coal as the main means of energy. Yeah. And within the last 100 plus years, we have advanced so much. And I I don't doubt that these things that we that we joke about, that we dream about, are things that are not impossible. We can we can. Do it if we just think about it. If we put our minds to it, and that's why stories like this, even when they're comedies or what have you, are important because it influences millions of people.
2: Now, wow. Could you just come okay, up I... with a flying car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just. I just felt the weight of the world drop on my shoulders. Uh, so, <laughs> you're
1: welcome. Thank you, <laughs> thank
2: you, Tyler. I appreciate that. I was just <laughs> trying to have fun <laughs> with some sex robots. <laughs> and they're just like, by the way, the future of humanity is resting on your shoulders. You gotta bar- better write something good, boy. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm trying so hard. Who likes sex with uh, clowns? Sex with clowns that a t- funny topic? Okay. Okay, here we go.
3: Tyler Brown, throwing it at you before. hard.
1: You can treat childhood phobia with sex with clowns. <laughs>
2: You know, it's funny not to give anything away, but that is the first episode of season two. Uh, you, yes. you totally just guessed the first episode
0: of season two. Congratulations!
1: I do, I do that a lot on act. that happens real time. <laughs> <laughs> C-
0: Christina, you're gonna have to say what you said again because I don't think it got picked up on my end.
1: Oh, I am childhood phobias with sex with Con.
0: Oh, it was the childhood phobia.
1: I get it. Terrifying.
0: Oh boy. Uh, Hey Adam, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's getting a bit after seven. I've got someone that's going to be showing up to pick me up because I've got to go to a work meeting tonight. Oh, yeah, oh. isn't that great? It's like they do it on my day off. Nice,
3: fantastic. I'll do that.
0: <laughs> now everybody at work's going to be like, John just dissed us on the, the Geek Show. <laughs> <laughs>
3: nah, dude, it could be worse. <laughs> I uh, I got fired. Uh, coming into it, they called me into work on Valentine's Day and they fired me. No. Wow. Dicks. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. This was a couple of years ago, and I mean, granted, I was like 18, 19, but
0: yeah. Man, did you, did you have a girlfriend that you should have been with? <laughs>
3: uh luckily no. Luckily for me, okay. I was completely alone, and I lost my job, and it was alone, and I cried myself to sleep. Thank you, John. Oh, uh,
0: uh, yeah. aw.
3: you can memories. always
0: count. You can always count on me to bring that back the good memories, you know.
3: <laughs> Very well. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: Adam, hey, thanks for coming on again and sharing with us. I mean, this is, I really wish you luck. I hope this goes on television somewhere. That would be fantastic. Yeah. And, yeah, if you change the world, you know, we're all behind you.
2: Thanks, guys. I really appreciate this. Uh, I really, really appreciate getting the word out for the show. Uh, and thank you very much.
0: Yeah. I, I, um, and uh, so, Christina, Tyler, any final thoughts?
1: I'll let Tyler go first. Hang on,
0: my dogs are freaking out. Aww. See, robots freak dogs out. <laughs> that,
1: that's what happened. Well, I'll just say that, um, yeah, I'll probably go start watching at some point this evening and maybe tomorrow. And uh, uh, I can't wait to see this take off because that it just it's something that's never been done before, and it just seems so interestingly awesome that, I don't know, that's all I have to say because I want to see it. So, I hope it <laughs> goes. And You know, when you start tweeting it and stuff, now that I'm telling you, I will see it and I will repeat it. John, I'm a supporter of all good things. Yeah. Thank you sometimes
2: very much. I appreciate sometimes, that.
1: Sometimes too excess.
2: <laughs> There's no excess. You're there content. is no excess. <laughs> Not when it comes to Kickstarter stuff. You just... Do everything you want to do. It's okay with us. (laughs) To
1: the the point where people are like, Christina, you can shut up.
0: Okay. (laughs) All right, Adam, thanks a lot for coming back on with us. And we'll talk to you again sometime, I'm sure, right? I hope so, yes. Yes. I wish you well. Tyler, Christina, thank you very much for coming on with us. And uh, I will talk to you guys next week on the Super Awesome Geek Show. Bye. Bye. Boy, 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 boy. And now it's time to get your geek on at the con with John. Hey, we got two really cool guests coming up. So just listen to these awesome little snippets from conventions around Seattle. I'm wandering around Geek Girl Con 2015 this year, and I saw this amazing dragon sitting on top of the Seattle Space Needle and I just had to come over and talk to her. Tell me a little bit about yourself, introduce yourself, and tell us about your art.
4: Hi, I'm Rebecca Flom. I'm a fantasy illustrator from Portland. Um, I started out uh, just drawing things that make me smile, including dragons hanging out in Portland and Seattle, two of my favorite places to hang out. Um, yeah, I, uh, I just draw what I like, really, and I'm... Um, should I tell you where, where to yeah, find me? Yeah,
0: where to find you, yeah. like any social media, websites, things like that? Are you on Etsy or anything?
4: Yeah, so um, my company name is Studio Catawampus. That's C-A-T-A-W-A-M-P-U-S. And so you can find me at studiocatawampus.com and... Um, uh, Instagram at studio catawampus and uh, studio catawampustumblr com <laughs> so yeah um, find me you'll see my dragons my urban dragon series and my incongruity series, which is a lot of wacky animals doing wacky things like octopus reading books and drinking tea and a badger knitting a scarf and silly things like that
0: or a bear riding a bicycle licking a poly- lollipop
4: yeah exactly anything <laughs> anything that gives me the giggles basically
0: yeah it's all really cool I'm really digging this stuff um since I'm a geek show, I always like to know, what are you currently geeking out about? What are you really into?
4: Well, speaking of octopuses or octopodes, I guess as it's correct, I've been uh, learning a lot about the wacky things that they can do. And so I've been just reading all up on cephalopods and how much smarter than me they are.
0: <laughs> they can get into anything, unscrew like tops on jars, Like it's, they're amazing creatures.
4: Yeah, they can get into anything and scarier, they can get out of anything. <laughs>
0: Are you having a good show here today?
4: I'm having an amazing time. Geek Girl Con is my favorite convention to do. It's small and intimate and awesome, and I just love the people here. So I'm having a great time.
0: Yeah, I love Geek Girl Con too. I just think the atmosphere here, the costumes. I mean, there's more costumes I think here than I see at any other show. It's amazing.
4: Yeah, lots of costumes. And the the one bummer about working here is that I don't get to go to all of the amazing panels. There are so many great panels here, and I have to sit behind my table, which is pretty awesome too. <laughs> but The panels, the panels.
0: Yeah, I went to a couple of good ones this morning. They are really good panels and got to talk to some of those panelists and they're really nice people.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, my first year I actually got to go to panels and so now I'm trying not to look at the list because then I just wanna leave all the time and go watch.
0: (laughs) Hey, well thanks a lot for giving some time to us.
4: Absolutely, thank you so much for coming up to talk to me.
0: All right, we'll see you later.
4: Thanks so much, bye.
0: So I'm wandering around Geek Girl Con and I suddenly became overcast with a chance of doom and saw this thing, and it looked really great. And I'm here with the artist and writer, right? And, uh, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about it? I'm, uh, Robert Trithart, and, uh, I've been doing comics for, uh, a long time. I do two web comics. One is called Rithe and Shine, and the other one is Overcast with a Chance of Doom. Um, I started drawing it and writing it, and then I hired Carrie to write it, and it's much funnier now. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, you can find it at uh, www.chanceofdoom.com. All right, cool. And uh, what have you guys been currently geeking out about? Uh, I've been nerding out about um, the new Invader Zim and uh, Edward Scissorhands comic books. Cool, cool. And Carrie.
4: And I can't get enough of Steven Universe, so there you
1: go. <laughs> That's
0: been a couple of people's yeah. choice, Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to check this out. I haven't watched it
4: yet. It's super great. You should definitely check it out. Awesome.
0: Well, hey, thanks a lot for uh, giving us just a minute of your time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show with John Adams, Jason Rigdon, Eric Locke, Matt B., and Rob Clifford. The Super Awesome Geek Show is part of Kingdom of the Geeks. We put up new episodes every Friday. You can find us on iTunes and on the website at superawesomegeekshow.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com superawesomegeekshow. Follow us on Twitter at awesomegeekshow. And if you'd like to help, you can support us on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot superawesomegeekshow. Or make one of the purchases of our fine toys, art, and collectibles on the eBay store stores.ebay.com slash kingdom of the geeks all your support does help and we really really appreciate it if you'd like to be on the show just contact us super at gmail.com well that about wraps it up thanks a lot for listening and see you next friday on the super awesome geek show